and gentlemen, welcome to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast Contracts Edition. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Hearns himself, Own Byrne, Own. Less than seven weeks away. How are you feeling? Oh, super excited, Al. Super excited. Can't wait. Training camp starting back this week, next week. All teams will be back now within the next week. Oh, all the news will start flowing. It's going to be great. It sure is. Last month without football to March of 2023. Exciting times as we get balls deep into the summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be super. I'm excited for the new season already. Trying to make uh, my contract decisions. Indeed we are. And that's what this podcast is all about. Uh, this is all about how the rest of the off-season program for the Ball Steep Dynasty Fantasy Football League is going to work out. And uh, I don't mind saying, Owen, this is probably the most crucial point of this whole Dynasty League process is this first initial contract phase. Yeah, 100%. Um, basically, setting your team up for you know the potential of the next three to five years. Um you could cripple yourself or you could make the best decisions of your life. I mean, it could go either way. Yeah, look, that's the case. And uh, and uh, for all the guys in the league, we're going to try and make it as clear as we possibly can. Obviously, decisions are going to be in your hands, how and who you uh, offer contracts to. We're not trying to sway you in any direction. We're just going to put it out there. We are now heading into year three of the other uh, the other contract dynasty league that we're in. So we we've seen a, f- a couple of full off seasons, including rookie drafts and contracts, etc. Uh, and look, we're just going to pass on what we've seen in that league as best we can for you guys to make the best decision to make this the best league it can be. Yeah, essentially, we want to be we want everyone. On the same page and hopefully making good decisions for everyone's sake and have a good party around the league. You know what I mean? We don't want anyone crippled or bottlenecked in a year or two's time. And hopefully we can uh, assist everyone in uh, making the best decisions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, it's time for the easiest part of any coach's job. The cut. Now, while I wasn't able to cut everyone I wanted to, I have cut a lot of you. Uh, okay, so per our uh, league uh, rule book, I suppose, uh, Article 5 of the uh, of the document is the player contracts. How do you keep your player contracts? So after the first year, you get to offer them. A contract extension ranging from one to five years, or you kick their butt out into free agency. So if anyone uh, goes into the league spreadsheet, I have filled out the costs of every player in your team, what they're going to cost over a five-year period, and it's up to you to decide if you're A, if you're going to re-sign that player, and B, for how many years you're going to re-sign him for. That is decision one. Decision two, 
really comes down to how much they're costing you. You cannot go ahead and sign. Let's just take an example. I'm looking at my own team here. I've got QB1, Josh Allen, cost me $10 in year one. He's going to cost me 14 in year two, 16, 18, 20, and 22 over five years. If I sign this guy for five years, he's going to be taking up a third, almost a third of my salary in year five. That seems to be fairly unsustainable. So it's a decision I've got to make. Do I just take him for a year, two years, three years, etc.? But if I sign him for five and Josh gets into an accident and loses his arm, he's got to retire. I'm lumped with a five-year contract. I then have to cut him. And the cut is going to cost me 50% of his salary per year. So these are the decisions you got to make about these high-value players. Are they really worth taking long-term? Are they worth just taking the short-term sting in the hope that you're going to bring home a championship in year one? It's a big decision, on. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, this is what I was kind of <clears throat> hinting towards there when I, I don't want lads to get pigeonholed or bottlenecked in, you know, signing potentially maybe a couple of guys like that long-term deals and then two three years down the line they can't really do anything else they, there's no room for maneuvering um a big decision josh allen in particular obviously you know stud qb arguably qb one for fantasy in the league and you know it's that's a hefty price tag in those later years you start getting up towards that 20 dollar uh price mark and does it become worth it? Probably not, because it's going to hurt your team in other positions in the long term. But, you know, it's a delicate balancing act, and I wouldn't be liking to make that decision that you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, that's exactly it. And I think most teams in the league, the vast majority, as I look through the spreadsheet here, have one, two, or three, sometimes four players already going to be in double digits uh, as far as uh, cost goes for next year. You know, if you were to sign three players at ten plus dollars, that's that's you know you're heading into half your salary for the next year on just three players. Now, no doubt these guys are studs, and that's why they're costing so much, but it's probably unjustifiable in the long term to keep guys uh, at that cost or that number of guys at that cost. Yeah, for sure. And you also have to take into account uh, the position as well. Um, you know, obviously QB will be a little more steady, wide receiver a little more steady, but the likes of, you know, high pricing running backs and things like that, they get battered week in, week out. And you know what I mean? There are more, more tendency to pick up injuries, knocks and, you know, that could hurt you in the long term if you sign them to big high contracts for long uh, years. Uh, you know, you could end up um, having to drop them because they're injured or just out of the league or, you know, potentially retiring. Some like stud guys have talked about retiring already. Like, I mean, it's come up before even with like CMC, you know, he's questioned retirement yeah. before. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get, you don't want to sting yourself and, and hurt yourself in the long term, you know, maybe trying in vain to chase a ring this year could hurt you in the long term if you're not really thinking about it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Running back is obviously a, a fairly volatile position. We look at Todd Gurley, who is probably the best running back there for a two- or three-year period, and then suddenly he is gone out of the league, and you could have had that guy signed for five years. Or You've even seen him with Christian McCaffrey over the last two years. He hasn't really been able to shake the injury bug after being totally dominant, probably the best player in the league over a three-year span prior to that. Um, yeah, so running backs is tough. But really, I suppose, when we come to the veteran auction draft, you want to enter that draft with as much cap room as possible. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think you want to be... I think your aim should be to keep the players that you really want to keep. Really like them, you know what I mean? Um, maybe not... You know, costing you a fortune. You know, you're going to have everyone looking through everyone's roster. Everyone has a couple of bargains on their team that they definitely want to be re-signing. And you want to be, as you said, walking into that auction draft with as much cap, as much firepower, as you say, as you can. You know, in an attempt to, you know, fill out your roster with some of those stud players that will be out there. Like, people will be dropping stud names because they will be too expensive. So yeah. there will be big names in this auction draft, and you want to have some money to go in there and like bid on them. You don't want to be left out Absolutely. in the lurch off the bat. Yeah, uh, and back to my to my Josh Allen example. If I look at my team as it sits right now, if I signed every player I have listed right now, it's going to cost me sixty seven twenty five. Gets me under the cap by two seventy five. But if I was to drop Josh Allen. That gives me $14 of cap for Allen alone back into my pocket. So that gives me $14 to go back and bid on Josh Allen. Now, if no one else has similar cap space, I'm going to get Josh Allen back for maybe $10. You know what I mean? So I think... I know I know you. everyone loves their stud players and everyone wants to keep the best guys, but when it becomes... When it becomes a salary cap, you see the real teams in the NFL. They're not paying these guys. We saw a Tyreek Hill move. The Chiefs didn't want to pay him. Uh, He's just an example. Devontae Adams, another example. AJ Brown. You know what I mean? AJ Brown. Yeah, I mean, you've got to treat your dynasty team, I suppose, like an NFL team. You have to look at the bigger picture. and You can't say, well... I want to keep Josh Allen and I want to keep DK Metcalf and but combined they're going to cost me $27 next year nearly half my cap on two players just can't be done. Yeah. You know, as you say for the long-term gain or else you're just going to fill your roster with $1 flyers and wondering why you're not in the playoff shakeup at the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. Um, an example on my own roster here is is Keenan Allen. He was the wide receiver 10 last year in a, in PPR leagues like our league. Um, but he's 30 now. And am I going to pay him 950 this year going upwards to 1025 and upwards to $11 after that over the following seasons? No, I'm not. I'm dropping Keenan Allen. He's going to be one stud name that's going to be in the auction draft. Yeah. Because it's just too expensive but- and it's not. It's going to cripple me in other places where I need to fill holes. Absolutely. And I mean, 
someone in this league could pick up Keenan Allen then for $5, including yourself. You know, that that's absolutely a possibility. Exactly, yeah. And just because you drop in a player, as you just kind of hinted at there, doesn't mean you don't have that player because you can go in and bid on him again and try and get him at a cheaper price or a more reasonable price or even the price you had him at this year. You know what I mean? Maybe his contract is going up, but if you could get him back for you might be happy enough to get him back for the price you just paid for him. Absolutely. That little yeah. bit cheaper, just saving that little bit of cap room so you have more to bid on other players. I mean, and it's it's definitely it's definitely a difficult balancing act and you need to find you need to be looking at the players actual contracts in real life as well. In particular when it comes to the likes of running backs and you know maybe some quarterbacks. But you know only the high real high end running backs generally get re-signed for those big deals and all that kind of stuff. So if there's only two years left on on a guy's contract do you want to sign him for four years you know what i mean is he going to get re-signed somewhere is he going to be a backup you don't that's definitely a a tight rope to walk and i wouldn't recommend it yeah yeah i totally agree totally agree uh yeah it's it's very difficult to know and as you say particularly a running back it's so volatile it's uh it is really something because because we've seen countless players sign those big deals in the last few years. Christian McCaffrey being one, Todd Gurley being one, Zeke Elliott now being one. Zeke Elliott's contract is single-handedly handicapped the Dallas Cowboys, and and he's he's not performing at an NFL level, albeit he's performing pretty well still at a, at a fantasy level. That's fair enough, but I mean Zeke has one or two years left, uh, you know, at this level. So you can't justify giving him a three- or four-year deal. You know, you'd be better off giving him a one-year deal and hoping that he, he uh, blazes the trail for you this season. Absolutely. Obviously, there's going to be some outliers there that are kind of, you know, have more longevity and stuff like that. But, I mean, right more and more now we're seeing that running back in particular is not a, a long-term uh, viable position for especially in this kind of paying contracts dynasty league. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, in general, then, I think uh, <laughs> you really got to love some of these players, to, I think, to keep them. And you've got to look at the season they just had and then like their, 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 their current situation. Uh Again, in the in the UK league that me and Owen are in, at the end of last season, I had Cooper Cup on the books for $5.75. He didn't have a good season for the Rams. I thought it's too much to be paying him when I had DK Metcalf and Jerry Judy and Calvin Ridley already on, on staff. I thought, okay, I can let Cooper Cup go. He went into free agency, got picked up at a similar price, I think around $5, $5.25. And obviously had a, a wide receiver one season. But while obviously I gr- regret not having a Cooper Cup, I don't think I made the wrong decision. I thought he didn't have a good season. I thought he was costing me too much when I could have used that at a running back when I had decent cover in my wide receiver room. Uh, but these, again, are the difficult decisions you have to make. 
you say to yourself, well, I love whoever, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, all these guys at the top, but these are the guys who are going to cost you money, so you've got to, uh, you've got to make make tough decisions, I think, is, is, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, for sure, and you really have to try and you know, turn away from your biases of a love of watching a player or maybe he plays for your team or you really have to take that fan hat off and put on your GM hat, as they would say, and and make the tough calls. You know, you might have to drop some stud players and, you know, looking across a lot of the rosters, pretty much everyone is dropping at least one stud. Absolutely, and that's what I'm saying. You, you, if, if you, the more cap room you have, the more you have to play with in, uh, and the more you'll probably get a bargain in the in the roster because we can't all afford to keep all these top players because, you know, everyone, and 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 we've seen it in our UK league as well. It was the exact same in that initial auction draft. Some of those players went for crazy money. Because everyone just got carried away with obviously uh, wanting to get the best players on their team, but as it shakes out, it's uh, you need to be looking at more value than 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 kind of the stud, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's okay to have some studs. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, absolutely. We're not saying you're not saying you should just like uh, drop every good player you have and try and keep some sort of base. That's not the case at all. But you need to. You need, everyone needs to pinpoint which guys are the stud that they are going to pay at that one position. Like it, It's probably not the best idea to be paying big contracts to two running backs over the yeah. long term. Yeah. You know, re-signing two guys that are in double digits, especially at, you know, he's mentioned that the running back position being very volatile. You know, it's difficult to re-sign two guys to high contracts for long term in a position where they could get injured, their career could be over quicker, they might get re-signed to their team. You could end up crippling yourself in the long term. And now the you know, at wide receiver, it can be a little easier because they do play longer. They they get more points over the longevity of their career. But if you have a couple of big high price running backs you might want to be thinking about not trying to keep both of them, even though they might be big names. You might have JT and CMC, but it's not smart to try and keep both. Yeah. From yeah. what we have learned yeah. from yeah, our, absolutely. our experience. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, it's it, it, that's absolutely the case. And, I mean... If those two guys that you just mentioned are on your team and they're taking up a third or the bones of a half of your salary cap, there's no way you can build a good team around them unless you've got really lucky and picked up a couple of studs in the the one to two dollar bracket. Really, you know, to balance those guys out. Yeah, absolutely, um, and that's why you know we're, you need to be looking at who's a good value. You know, mid price guys, guys could be. Guys could be too expensive at $5 if they're not supplying what you need them to be supplying to help your team win. 
So sure. you might be looking at a guy, you could have a guy that you have to pay 12 quid to this year and you have a guy that you could have to pay 6 quid to this year. Potentially they're both drop candidates. Just because the guy is, one guy is half the price doesn't mean he's a good price. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, you really kind of just just need to look into it. And as, as you rightly said a few minutes ago, you got to almost give up your biases. I know everyone, we, we all want the best players to play on our team, but uh, uh, we've seen it We've seen it in this other league that we're in that uh, you can still build a good team without without having to break the bank, you know, or sign those really high-priced studs. Yeah, and you could, like, there's going to be, as I said, there's going to be studs in this auction draft, and you could get a super bargain on a guy. You know what I mean? Some people might go out, spend big quick, get some big names in. There could be some big names left and you could get a bargain on a guy that you can eventually sign at the end of next season for long term. Things like this. like This is going to be happening every year. Now, as we kind of hinted at, this is probably one of the key years for the first cycle. So, yeah. setting up for the next three to five seasons. But... I mean, you will be doing, we will be doing this every year. There will be studs available for auction every year because they will either run out of contract or just be dropped again after being re-signed for one year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, uh, and on top of that, I think um, trading is a real key, and we've seen that in the other league. Um I'm just I'm just looking at my, my my team in that UK league right now, and I think I only have Josh Allen, DK Metcalf, Jerry Judy, Dallas Goddard as the only players I actually drafted in that initial draft. They're the only four players I still have, and this off season. Our, our last offseason, I uh, I drafted Najee Harris in the... Uh, but the rest of the players I have on the team, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Travis Etienne, James Conner, Kareem Hunt, Alan Robinson, uh, all these guys have been traded for. And I think trading is a huge part of, of this and a huge part of... And, and I think it's easier to trade if you've got cap room you know, you can obviously afford to take on those bigger contracts. You're doing some guy a favor, but you know what I mean? You're obviously helping yourself as well. But if you don't have that flexibility, it's very difficult. Yeah, and just, just on that point there, going into the auction draft doesn't mean you have to spend all your money. It's okay to have cap room during the season. You can trade Absolutely. that or you can make a play for a bigger contract guy to try and help you go all the way you know you don't have to spend every cent you have and yeah you shouldn't be trying essentially you shouldn't be even trying to spend every cent you have you should have <laughs> you know what i mean just be yourself little, flexibility yeah flexibility yeah. you know what i mean yeah. we really are trying to get across the point that we don't want anyone to feel stuck on with their team yeah and that's why yeah you know you have having a little cap is flexible being willing to trade cap is flexible. Um, being willing to trade players is flexible. And when you're looking at these trades, you really do have to look at the contracts. 
you know, in particular after we've made our cuts and people have their teams in place and during the season, you really do need to look at these contracts and, you know, the trade on the face of it, when you get the trade offer on Sleeper, might look horrendous. Oh, I'm not giving up that player for those two players. But then when you go in and look at the contracts, it might be a good bargain. Which yeah. makes it different from other leagues or, you know, redraft leagues where, you know, I'm not just giving up this stud player for these two guys. But you could be saving a ball, a cap for yourself over the long term and actually could set your team up better for the long term. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm looking at my current team now and I'm looking at the amount of cuts... I, 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 I'm trimming off anyone, I think. You know, even the guys who are a dollar, dollar fifty, I'd rather send all of those back into free agency and pick them up for a dollar, pick someone else up for a dollar in that draft, or someone else for two dollars, a better player for two dollars, uh, than be sitting looking at Jalen Guyton and Julio Jones and Braxton Berrios and guys like this, which are all... Uh, You'll pad these guys out in the offseason, like in the draft or in free agency, but I don't think there's any need to be re signing any of these guys. You should be really just trimming down to your studs or, you know, guys you really, really want to keep. Yeah, agreed. I, I have a rake of players in the same position. Plenty of wide receivers here that are all $1 that, you know, seem cheap, but. Like, do I really need them for that $1? Can I get somebody else? Could I get them back? Like, they're all being caught. Like, yeah. Jameson Crowder, you know, Zach Pascal. You know, like, decent for the price of $1, but don't need them going into the auction draft. Don't need them to be padding out my team right now. I, that dollar no. could be put to better use in the auction draft. Absolutely. Or you go in and you pick up, Zach Pascal again for a dollar or pick him up for 25 cents maybe no one else wants him you get him for 25 cents you've saved yourself 75 cents you still have Zach Pascal on your team exactly you know yeah. I yeah I think I uh, anyone you don't like the look of they're immediately cut there's there's no question it doesn't matter how much they cost how little they cost this is the key go, yeah. go into that auction draft with as much cap space as you can muster and then, as I said, you'll pick all those guys back up for a dollar or less uh, when it all comes down to it. Yeah, there's like literally everyone has a rake of guys that can literally be, could be cut today, no problem. You don't need That's them. It. You can repad your team after. These are just like bench players that you have on your roster that you rarely even put in your lineup, if ever. Yeah, yeah. Get rid and of looking them. It at doesn't them matter how much they are. Just get rid of them. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference of a one euro Jalen Guyton on my team to a one euro uh, or a one uh, or one dollar Zach Pascal on your team? Yeah, you know what I mean. It 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 doesn't matter. You know, get rid of anyone you don't like the look of, regardless of cost. Have as much cap room as possible heading into that draft, and and you pick up the bargains as we did in the initial auction draft. You know, exactly. Yeah, trim all that fat. You don't. You don't need it. And don't convince yourself you do need it. Get rid of all those guys. They'll all be there. Yeah. Everyone's indeed. going to be looking for those guys at the end of the auction. Like, There's going to be loads of them. You don't need them now. Yeah. Get rid of them. 
There's probably loads of Mulroney still sitting in the free agency list. As exactly, it is, you know? yeah. I mean, there's, it's so marginal between some of the names we just named there, like Zach Pascal, compared to someone that's probably just sitting on free agency at the minute. Like, there's no difference. Yeah. Yeah, look. Uh, these are the key. They're, 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 they're really the key points. The key points are trim the fat. Trim anyone who's on it. Look at your studs. Do you really need to be paying them a seventh, a fifth, a quarter of your overall cap? As we said, outside of maybe quarterbacks, it's very hard to justify giving someone that kind of money when with big rosters and you're tight on cash. Uh, know that if you sign someone long-term, if you cut them, if they retire, you pick up half their check for the remainder of the contract you've given them. Now, another point on that is that if I sign Josh Allen for three years, he turns into muck next year, I decide to cut him. I, I, I hit a cap hit of $7 next year, $8 a year after, $9 the year after. But if Owen likes the look of Josh Allen and picks him up off the free agency list, he also has to take the contract that I have set for Josh Allen. So Owen will have to pay him $14 next year, $16 a year after, $18 a year after. If he subsequently cut him, again, he pays the penalty for cutting. But he picks him up per the contract that he's been signed. That's something that uh, he also needs to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. And if a player doesn't have a contract, they'll, they'll just be $1. If you pick up a guy in free agency during the season, they'll just be $1 for that year, and then it'll be up to you at the end of the season when you want to re-sign them long-term or not. Correct, correct. So, look, guys, I I, uh, I don't know what else... Uh, I don't know what else to really say. We'd really like to get some feedback from you guys. Send us some text messages. Put some questions in the group if you need some clarity. Uh... Really, yeah, we don't want you overspending on three or four guys and uh, and have you being uncompetitive for the next two, three or four years if they're the contracts that you're you're handing out. Uh, just know that everyone's got to drop good players. No one can afford to keep them all. And uh, look, we, it was a really fun year last year. We want this to continue. We're having an absolute ball in this other league that we're in. We're just yeah, it's great. really we're really excited about where our teams are at. We both have really solid cores, but heading into the offseason for the third time now into the vet draft with about twenty bucks each to go out there and get a stud or two and pay them ten bucks each just for one season because we have a solid core of good value guys. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, that's really the key. You want to look for the value. You know, a value might be a pricey guy, but it could be a value. It could be a cheap guy that's a value. I mean, you have to determine what you think is a value and, you know, balance that with what position they are, how long you want to sign them. And, you know, look, when, when once you sit down and start doing it, it's it can become a bit easier. Once you start cutting guys, seeing where your cap is, you know, write down a list of the guys you want to keep. Add that up. How much is the cap? Like, Alan has it all written out for you. You know how much guys are going to cost for the next five seasons. 
So write down the guys you really want to keep. It could be just five, six names. It might be less. If they're the guys you really want to keep, why? Just think to yourself, why am I keeping everyone else? Get rid of them. Get rid of guys. It's okay. Like you're not your team is gonna fall apart overnight. Like there's gonna be plenty of lads to go bid on. Walk into the auction draft with plenty of ammo. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. And um once we get this podcast out and you all have a listen, as I said, hit us up with some questions. You need some clarity, hit us up. And then very soon I am going to make my cuts. I'm going to put up my roster. I'm going to show you what I'm doing uh, in advance of you guys making those decisions. Just so you see, this is what I'm doing. This is how it's done. Um, uh, and look, I there's no doubt I'm going to make mistakes. But look, that's all part of it. And that's... Uh, that's yeah. That's all part of the game. But these are the chances I'm going to take and uh, to build the best roster I can. But I just want you to see what my team is going to look like. And uh, and look, as I said, the decision is ultimately yours. Yeah. Everyone wants a big shiny ring like Adam is going to receive very shortly. And uh, you know, yeah, for sure. I'll have mine done well in advance of. Uh, you needing to have years done as well, so you can also see what I'm, uh, what I've done, how many players I've kept, and do you know what I mean? We just it might give you a guideline as to maybe what way you should be thinking, and or you might think I'm stupid and I made all the wrong decisions, but you know what I mean? We'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um. But yeah, we've uh, as we said, uh, the UK league we're in is very competitive. Everyone is, I know, we're kind of three years through it now, but everyone is uh, clued in as to what's going on. We still have to make our cuts and contract offers for our current uh, roster now. Uh, well, shortly now, I suppose. Um, for example, I have... Uh, I signed Josh Allen to a five-year deal uh, last year, so he's got four years left to run. But I can sign Zach Wilson and Mac Jones now for five years and keep them ticking along. Um, what decisions have to be made? How long do I sign Najee Harris for? He's had a tremendous rookie year. But he's getting a lot of touches. He's got a four years left in his deal. He's going to last four years. Is he goosed after that? Who knows? Um. But it's exciting. It is really exciting. We're, we're, I'm, I'm really looking forward to to those cuts coming up in that league too and heading into the auction draft and see what studs are available because no doubt in that league also there's going to be plenty of studs available. Yeah, and just one other point to make actually about the re-signing the players. You do have the option to franchise tag one player on your roster every year. Now, when you franchise tag them, it just adds one year to their deal. Like, you could do it this year with some guy. You still have to pay the increase on, you know, what they did last year. This is just something you should keep in mind. Say, if you have two really good valued good, uh, stud wide receivers and you're re-signing them both, obviously you're going to intentionally want to sign them both to five-year deals. But when you get to the end of that five years, then you'll only be able to tag one of them if you wanted to tag them. So... There might be a balance of maybe signing one to a four and one to a five, so you could tag them both 
at some point and have an extra year or you know that kind of way definitely you most you probably won't be using the franchise tag this year we didn't use ours year one because we were just kind of re-sign guys for the year as the same thing but it's something to think about yeah. for the future seasons yeah i mean last season i had chase edmonds and i re-signed him for one year he had a decent year and now he's gone to Miami. I'm going to franchise tag him in this in the UK league for another year uh, because he's cheap and he's a starting running back, obviously. But that's, yeah, probably something to think about in the future, but uh, not really for this year. So, yeah, look, guys, uh, as I say, hit us up with some questions uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll set the cut date uh, in, in the next two or three weeks. Uh, but we're uh, quickly, thankfully, heading headlong into the new NFL season. I believe less than seven Sundays away from our first red zone. But me and Owen and Anna will be in the windy city of Chicago to see the Bears play the 49ers on opening weekend. Woo. Kicking off the pod on the road this year. Yeah, I'm pumped. Want to know for the Bears? What a start to the year. <laughs> oh, the Bears are going to be so bad. <laughs> I'm glad you said Oh, they're so trash. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will be back very soon to uh, talk some more about the, uh, the upcoming draft once the cuts have been made. And, uh, yeah, get ourselves ready for the 2022-2023 Ball Steep Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Woo. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.